Mercury, Mercury Stardust She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night Mercury, Mercury Stardust She'll teach you how to make it all alright Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury and I'm the trans handy ma'am My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, hello! I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Today is actually my birthday. Happy birthday! Uh, And my wonderful co-host Maggie Conrad is here today as well. Yay! (sighs) Yeah, Maggie, you're (laughs) awesome, oh my god. Maggie, they do love you so much. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, I have turned big 3-5 today. I'm 35 years old. Um, I feel real good about it. And yeah, I think we have a wonderful episode today. We're going to talk about um, my journey and how we got to be where I am today for a little mm-hmm. special um, birthday episode. But also, because it's my birthday episode, we're going to talk about mold. <laughs> <laughs> moldy bathroom. We have a lot of moldy questions today, apparently. And we're going to go over the ins and outs of mold and how to keep mold out of your bathroom in various parts of your home. Um, Maggie, how was your week before we jump right into the cues? Uh, good so far. Uh, I feel like I have answered every single email under the sun a million times. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you, Maggie. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's just you. like one of those weeks where I feel like everybody is talking at me all at the same time, which is great. I'm very grateful for it. But I'm happy to be talking in real life to a person. I have spent the week basically doing a lot of stuff around the the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been painting a lot, uh, getting things in order, kind of rearranging for the fifteenth time, <laughs> um, and took down some stuff and got our lounge area ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're doing, we're we're getting there. We're we're, we're baby stepping slowly there. but surely. It is. I think the hard thing for me is I'm the kind of person that I need my whole day open for DIY stuff. Like I need yeah. my whole day open to be able to like do the painting, to do the carpet, to do, you know, all the stuff we want to do. I like I want to have that all that time open. Mm-hmm. And there just isn't a way to do that when you got to do videos and you got to, you know, you know, you have I have a spouse and a partner. Rescue your partner. Yeah, yep. Zizi <laughs> had a problem with their um, windshield wiper today. My spouse mouse called me up and said their windshield wiper flew mm. off their car. Yeah, and I was like, oh no! So I just happened to be right next to Walmart, so I drove in, and then I went in there, and I was like, okay, they got a 2007 uh, Subaru Impreza. So let's just look that up when we were at the booklet, mm-hmm. right? And it said a size 26 four. Okay. Should be good. I drove all the way to ZZ's car, um, which was about like 20 minutes away. Got to that car, got everything ready, did the video I wanted to do with it. And then I realized I got the wrong fucking windshield wiper, babe. Oh, uh, it just so happened that, yeah, it is right. I got the 26.4. Mm-hmm. That is the right size. That's the way to go. But I got the wrong hookup. I got the J hook oh, yeah. instead of an insert. And I was like, oh, so you got to be fucking kidding me. I didn't look. I didn't have time in it. Yeah. Trying to explain that to ZZ to have them tell me. I didn't want to add to the stress, the stress yeah. you know, like you just saw your windshield wiper during a snowstorm. We, yeah. we had snow. It was snowing heavy. Yeah, it was snowing pretty heavy. And they were on the highway when it happened. Oh, and yeesh. it flew off their car. They just went into a mechanic shop two weeks ago or a oh. week ago. And they just did it. Um, they went to the same mechanic that I did. And they... <laughs> Uh, just so happened um, to be changing the windshield wiper blades out for them. And they must have, like, inserted the windshield wiper blade and mm. not properly clicked it. Yep. Or inserted the wrong kind of insert because... And it wasn't fully yeah, attached. Yeah, windshield wiper blades, especially those insert kinds, I don't know what they're called, but yeah. they have, like, different adapters. Mm-hmm. And all the adapters are going to have the right kind of fitting and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. But they're not all created equal. And if you put the wrong one in there, or if you don't click it um, and double check it, it, it could come off when it's being used. Jeez. It also could have, you know, it could have got pinched somehow when you're mm-hmm. driving. I doubt it, um, but it could have came off for another reason. But 
That's why I like J-hooks. Old-fashioned mm-hmm. windshield wipers that are just J-hooks. Yeah. Nothing's flying off of those. Nope. Yeah, because the, the, the way they're shaped, they're shaped mm-hmm. in a way that's just not going to make it happen. Yeah. You know. But I did crack my windshield one time because I had a J-hook. Oh, yeah, because it slams down. Yeah. Ex- that's yep. why I, in the video, I said put down yep, cardboard, cardboard that's going to protect it just in case you bump it. There was one time where I had my windshield wipers up for months. I had these up for months because I didn't. I just didn't have time to go get a windshield mm-hmm. wiper. I, just, I lived less than two minutes away from a hardware store and a minute down the road from Walmart. And I still just, nope, nope, didn't make time to do it. And then one day, I just got really upset about something, and I just pushed the damn Aww. windshield wiper down, and it cracked my windshield. Yep. And I had would, somebody do that to mine. Uh, I was so pissed yeah. about it. But that's why I said, if you're going to be doing the work, put a piece of cardboard yeah, there just that in was case smart. You, you hit it. You know? I saw that, and I was like, that's, yeah. that's some pretty good thinking. I right always, all, all the things I've learned, if you're like Mercury, that's really smart. Way to think about that. It's because, <laughs> I, it's because I fucked up. It's because <laughs> I fucked up, and I am now paying the price. And well, now, and then I other learned, people get to benefit yeah. from that. You learn from other people's mistakes, but that, honestly, that's most of what maintenance work is. Most yeah. most maintenance work is, you know, messing up and then going. There you go. Probably shouldn't. Oh, do. I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> oh my god, that is honestly my mantra. Is, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, that. But, but yeah, that was my day. I helped Zizi fix their windshield wipers and did that for their car, and you know. Um, but it's it's hard for me to keep track of stuff because there's so much going on yeah. with the Mercury Stardust Media. Next week is my retirement show. Last one. I know. I'm performing my last burlesque act next Friday. Um, really excited about it, but very nervous at the same yeah. time. I'll be there. Um, I'm doing three numbers this Friday. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not going to host the show. I'm just going to perform as the headliner. For your birthday. For my birthday show. And then next week I'm doing two performances and my final performance will be a fan dance that is partially a tribute to um, a local legend by the name of Monique Murray. So is that why I vacuumed up a shit ton of feathers today? Yes, that is why you vacuumed up a whole bunch of <laughs> that, That's nice. Also, I would like you to know. I would like I'm you to know. I'm excited to see it. I would like you to know most of the feathers that you vacuumed up um, were recently, like from last night or whatnot. Yeah. And not from when I originally plucked a whole bunch of feathers out of the <laughs> the ostrich. There was so Maggie, the whole floor was white in that one little cubicle. Yeah. It was so bad. And that's, that's so why funny. I brought my vacuum from home because I was like, Maggie showed up today. <laughs> and she saw that we killed a small ostrich in this office. I think I she might start to cry. I think she might get real upset with me. <laughs> but um we had a local legend by the name of Monique Murray. Mm-hmm. She was the original M M&M girl. She'll melt in your mouth and your hands. Oh, she was eighty two, eighty three, eighty four years old when she yeah, died. Yeah, stories about. Yeah, her. Monique Murray was a huge part of my life. Um, she always called me Midnight. Mm-hmm. She never called me uh, Mercury. She always got my name confused. Um, but I would talk to her on the phone like every Sunday, and she called ZZ Snooze. She would always, <laughs> she would always be like, uh, "So how Snooze doing?" <laughs> So cute. But she spent a lot of time with me and Zizi in Vegas when we were there for the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Monique Murray was in the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Um, and she would perform every year uh, in the Legends Showcase. And it was a really beautiful um, time to get to know her. But uh, she passed away uh, in 2020. Mm. And I've decided to like dedicate my last performance to her. That's so sweet. And to do kind of a little bit of a, a nod to her in the style of burlesque she did. Which was, she did a lot of singing, so I'm not going to do that. God, <laughs> the one talent I can't do. But her style was a lot of showcase. She mm-hmm. was like known for like the bump and grind. And she was known for the walk around. Mm. Um, and she would show off her costumes a lot. Uh, and then ultimately she was... Um, a classic, you know, fan dance performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that a lot all the time. By the time I met her, she wasn't able to do fan dances anymore because she was uh, confined to a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for her to move her hands mm-hmm. and her, her arms. But we talked a lot about what made a good fan dance. And she always said the best fan dance um, is ones that take their time and 
the fans become an extension of your arms. Mm. And I always kind of took that to heart. And I think that's the style that I convey a lot because mm. of Monique Marie. So that's I can't the, wait to see it. I can't. It's going to be backlit, too. Yeah. So cool. old-fashioned fan dances back in the 1920s and 30s and 40s, most fan dances were backlit. So that meant that you went for a silhouette. Yeah. So when you're holding the fans up, you would see the shadows of the body and the curves. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to try to do. We did cool. it last week, and it looked really cool. Nice. And I hope that we can modify it a little bit and make yeah. it even better for my last performance. Well, everybody get your tickets now. Yep. You can get tickets right now by going to <laughs> MercuryStardust.com and getting tickets for the online show. We're doing good. I'm just nervous. I'm just yeah. nervous that we're not going to hit that 10,000 ticket goal. But, boy, I hope someone comes in and helps us out and get us to that that target because it would really help us out as a business so Mm -hmm. okay all that being said are you ready to answer some cues let's do it let's do it hi there miss mercury my name is bianca i'm a rancher in san diego california had a question to you for you about paint so we've been in our apartment for roughly 15 years in the bathroom the paint was starting to they're starting to get some mold in the corners so we called our our apartment manager maintenance guy came in and he did some mold treatments in the corner then we repainted the whole bathroom. But one problem that has persisted is that there's like some orange, slimy-looking stuff running down the walls. It feels sticky like mold, but we're really not quite sure what it is. I've tried different cleaners on it. I've tried different ways to get rid of it, but it persists through the paint. The apartment manager said that the uh, treatment that the maintenance guy did should have taken care of the problem, but it's still there. Would you happen to know what that possibly could be and how we can fix that problem? Appreciate your time, and I love everything about you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I think this is the case of there being multiple things wrong at one time and have the maintenance technician focusing on one thing and not realizing the other thing, mm-hmm. right? So I think what we're having here is originally it was a mold issue, right? This was a, probably a mildew issue that they were trying to fix, so they probably used, hopefully they didn't use bleach because you shouldn't use bleach on mold, and we could talk about that mm-hmm. in a second. But hopefully they used some type of mold killer, and that probably took care of it if they were properly doing it. And then what they're having here is some type of bacterial growth. Um, So me and Maggie talked about this a little bit ago. So Maggie's going to kind of explain a little bit what she thinks it is, and I'm going to give my two cents. Um, Yeah, so we looked at some pictures. Their voicemail reminded me of um, I've seen this, like, pink, we call it pink mold, and, like, the grout of... Um, showers it can also grow on walls um and it's like pink orangey and but it's actually a bacteria and um so it's a little bit different of a treatment and and um, when we looked at photos mm -hmm. when we looked at the photos of of it looking on drywall it looked kind of like almost like goo gone like if you would like if something sticky gets on it and you spray it with goo gone and it like grabs the orange Mm -hmm. it looked Pretty bright orange. And in the, it like, when I've seen it in the bathroom and, like, in the shower tiles, it's it's slimy. Yeah. Like she was saying. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I thought. So, Maggie, when, from the information you found, mm-hmm. what would be the route that you can remove it? Like, what would be the route you should go? Um, so it was recommended to do a quarter cup of baking soda and a tablespoon of dish soap uh, to create a paste to wash and and then like a a soft bristle brush um to basically scrub the mold off but then you have to use some kind of antibacterial or disinfectant after that yeah and that's what we were all talking about we kind of all had a discussion about it uh about what's the best route to go after you clean it i think like cleaning it with a paste and all that that's good but then you probably should seal it off right then you don't want to do something with it there's so there's two routes you can go with this First and foremost, any primer that you're using in the bathroom should be mold resistant, right? You should have mold, mildew, and bacteria resistant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, our wonderful sound engineer who does the podcast with us, was telling us about a project, uh, a product he found called PPG uh, Copper Armor, and they make a specific kind that's supposed to be, um, you know, bacteria resistant, mm-hmm. mold resistant. 
holds up to five years. Um, Bear makes a really good paint for that too. Pittsburgh makes a really Sharon good paint. Sherwin Williams makes a yep. shield paint. Yes, Sherwin Williams does make a shield paint. I, honestly, most major brands have it. Even yeah. Rustoleum is Rustoleum. Yeah, they have a, a literally one that's called Kills, mm-hmm. and it specifically is the kind that I have used a lot. I always say use two coats. Kills with a Z. Yeah, kills with a Z. Use two coats. So yep. I would. Do that specific, you know, do the whole wall and the primer, of course, right? But then that specific area, do a spot coat, right? Do like one or two of that. Mm -hmm. You can't overdo that, to to be honest. Um, And I would also say I've done lacquers. I have sealed it off before. Mm -hmm. like, And they make specifically mold-resistant lacquers that help to seal everything in there. You want to get the kind that is low order. The low order kind is way to go. Otherwise, you're going to just... You're gonna knock yourself out with that the 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 fumes oh, or yeah. uh, lacquer mm-hmm. fumes are intense, especially if you're in a tiny bathroom. That could be hard. So get a low order one, uh, and then do lacquer in that specific spot too, and that's gonna be worth it. Uh, it's also great for mold. Like if you're having a mold issue, mm-hmm. using lacquer to seal it in is good. You're in, unless you remove all the drywall and you take away, you know. The mold and the rot and all that stuff that could be growing on behind the wall. Unless you do that, um, and if you're in a rental and you're not able to do that, mm-hmm. like a full redone or full remodel, then you're going to want to try to seal in the pores, seal in the bacteria, seal in the the, the mold to prevent it from getting airborne. Yeah. And that the best way to do that is with primer, lacquer, and then a finish coat. And the finish coat should ideally be like a semi-gloss. Right. You should be doing it with a semi-gloss because it's easier to clean. going to be way easier to get rid of mold later on if it's growing and et cetera. Uh, a satin is okay. You can do a satin too. But I would lean towards the semi-gloss. And I know that's so not the higher fun. the sheen, the, the easier it is to clean. Yeah, the higher the sheen, the easier to clean. You got I it. I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Honestly, you should go in a t-shirt, Maggie. You know what, Maggie? I think someday you should start a podcast. Uh, I, you know, I've always wanted to. Yeah, I think that you would, would be, be great. really good at it. You have full the information. <laughs> uh, and you're really good at Googling stuff. And I love that. Um, you could do gloss, too. I just don't like gloss. Glosses are just a pain in the ass to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but semi-glosses are just enough pain in the butt yeah. that they're not as bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if those that are wondering how to take care of mold, I don't know what our other questions are today. Uh, that if there, I'm going to be answering this later yeah, we'll on. We'll be or going not. over it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I won't. I won't answer right Stay now. Stay tuned. I'm going to wait one <laughs> second. Wait for the next one, and maybe that's one I can answer about how to properly kill mold. Good. Next one. Hi, Mercury. This is Rachel. She, her. Um, we've been apartment renters for probably 20 years, um, but we're in a new place where the grout is real bad um we've always had problems with like mildewy looking grout in our apartments um and i'm not sure i'm just not sure how to deal with it we've um in the past we've scrubbed we've used bleach we've used bleach pens and it's kind of sort of worked but this new one i mean it's like we moved in and it was bad and even when we clean it it's like the grout is it it, it, it's like the grout's wearing away almost so (laughs) we're not we're not sure what to do it just stays it just stays black um all the time it's pretty gross um, I was looking for some advice on how to clean it or how to repair it. Thank you. Grout is one of those things that I haven't done a whole lot of on, right? I haven't done a whole lot of how-tos or repairs on grouts in general. But I will tell you that typically in these situations when we're talking about grout, it's instead of repairing it, it's almost better to replace that grout itself. Mm-hmm. Like take out the grout, chip it out, and then replace it itself. That would be my thought process. Or like take as much as out you can. And then fill it in. That would be my route. Maggie did some Googling for this one, too. <laughs> and Maggie found some great answers. Maggie, what do you think about this? Um, so it's another one where they recommend uh, a borax paste, which is water and borax. Because, um, you know. You let that soak? Is that they what did they did say soak for 30 minutes. Um, but then also scrub with like a toothbrush or. Does that hurt um, the integrity? Does it say anything about hurting the integrity of the grower itself? I did not see anything about the integrity, but it's also recommended to seal the grout afterwards. Because some, oh, there you go. That's, that's, that, that, that's important. Yeah. Because the reason why I bring that up, right, is because some soaps, 
can actually hurt mm-hmm. hurt it. And they always talk about resealing grout and resealing tile sometimes. Yeah. Um. Every like couple of years. Mm-hmm. So like that could be yeah. a reasoning of why this keeps happening to them. Is that like maybe it wasn't properly sealed? Maybe it wasn't oh, sealed. Yeah. Or maybe it's just and, been a really long time. And maybe that like it that the mold started growing on top of that. Mm-hmm. And but I think the borax is this called borax paste. Borax. I don't think I've actually ever used it myself. It's common um, for people who make their own laundry soap at home. Like oh, it's like a powder. That's why. Yeah, that's why it sounds um, familiar. So yeah, it's it's used in like like laundry. Um, but yeah, and I think you can also use baking soda. You know, same mm. thing. But uh, the borax is gonna be a little bit stronger. Y- you were saying to use a soft Bristol brush before, mm. right? On the yeah, yeah. You could use an old toothbrush mm-hmm. would be fine for something like this um you could also use an electric toothbrush or something that if you mm-hmm. want a little bit more of that yeah. friction is going to help and they you. have they have grout brushes like they the do. electric they ones. do have electric little... grout brushes if you want them honestly this isn't like hopefully you can do this hopefully mm-hmm. it's it, it's not grout isn't that difficult it's just like it's a little finicky yeah. if that makes sense it's like one of those um, home repairs where it's like no, it's totally possible to do, but it might give you a headache in the process. Well, and removing it, we did that in some in our bathroom. We removed some grout that was giving us some issue, and and went in there with like an electric um, Dremel, knocked out some grout, regrouted it. But it's a that that was that's a process. That's messy. Yeah, so that's messy, and it's some hard cleaning and some sealing. Get yourself good bit. knee pads. Yeah, get yourself good knee pads uh, or a pillow. Mm-hmm. I love to use a big pillow when I do anything on my knees like that. And take your time. Uh, hopefully it's not a big surface area. Yeah. Oh, boy. I've seen people who've done, like, full-on kitchen repairs in there mm-hmm. uh, in before we have the big tiles. And just the big-ass repairs they got to do. And my like, fuck that. That <laughs> does not sound like fun on my knees at all. But, um, yeah, I think that that, that should do it, right? Do we cover yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely the ceiling. I think and if the most you, important part. I think the overall arcing thing of all of this with all of the mold questions we get, I think dehumidifiers are underrated. Yeah. Uh, especially for in like, is this another bathroom? Mm-hmm. Is this oh another bathroom? Yeah, dehumidifier. Yeah. I think the one of the biggest problems is is rentals don't always have good exhaust system. Yeah, the fans. You know? Yeah. Or people don't use them. They think you know we don't realize what it's yeah. actually the, for. The rule of thumb with a fan is you know twenty minutes before and twenty mm-hmm. minutes after. That's mm-hmm. what you're enduring, of course. But like that's always the thought process is that they tell you twenty minutes before the shower you should turn it on. Yeah. Get the proper air flowing before the shower and the heat heats up. Don't turn on the heat and then turn the shower or the yeah. fan on. You should put turn the fan on and let the circulation go for a second. Let that room circulate with the ventilation. Then turn the heat on in your shower. Then when the shower is done, leave it running for 20 more minutes and then you can shut it off. Yeah. Until there's no moisture in the air. Like if there's no, mm-hmm. like your shower's not fogged up and there's no water dripping from the ceiling yeah. and et cetera, those kind of things. You want to make sure you get the much of that moisture out of the air. And the reason why we want to do that is because that's how bacteria and mold and all that grows, mm-hmm. right? Is from that high humidity and it grows rapidly. You yeah. know, those heat lamps in showers, you know, those one, those really hot heat lamps mm-hmm. are killer. Like, oh, I'll yeah. see those in apartments sometimes, and always, boy, if you have that on in shower, mm-hmm. you'll get that that shower turned up to such a high degree that, like, we're talking, like, 80 degree in <laughs> this room. 90 in degree. Yeah, it's like a, it is like a sauna. It really is. <laughs> if, and also, if you close the door, right, yeah. like, a lot of people will close the door. A lot of people have kids. So, of course, you're going to close yeah. the door when you're in the shower. If you, and, and, and if you are you have a sh- tiny little shower, mm-hmm. that's gonna you're definitely going to have a problem with mold growing in that shower, no matter if you're using a fan or not. So, dehumidifiers are great, mm-hmm. especially if you turn the dehumidifier on and then close the door and leave it shut and let, let that soak up. It will just suck that moisture right out of the wall. Right out. Yeah, right out of the wall. <laughs> um, so I highly recommend getting yourself a good dehumidifier. And you don't need, you ain't need a really fancy one. You know, you could get a decent one for, you know, 200 square foot or mm-hmm. something for a bathroom. Yeah. You know? uh, finding where to put it can be difficult 
But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that well, my my suggestion would be that dehumidifiers. You know where I first learned that? What? Um, somebody who is a, an author wrote it down, and I read it. Oh, you're looking at me! <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I... For anybody not I was, seeing my face right now, I was now. just like looking at Maggie, being like. Who the fuck? What author are you learning this from? Is this someone beating me to the punch? That's hilarious. Because I, you know, I was editing For the chapter. That, and... Yeah, we got to fill people in a little bit. Yeah, that's that's hilarious, Maggie. The thing, Maggie has learned a lot by reading the book that that is coming out. I have. Yeah, we learn a lot. Okay, let's add, the, the last mold questions coming up. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Hi, Mercury. My name is Joan, and I'm a renter in Maryland. I did not think I had a question for your podcast, but I do. My tub has a black caulk problem. I have done everything that I can imagine to get rid of the black mildewy caulk. I've even scraped the whole thing out and replaced it a couple times, and I've had the landlord scrape it out and replace it a couple times, but the black mold, mold and mildew keeps coming back. I think that there's moisture and crap behind the shower liner, but the landlord says no. What do you suggest I do to get rid of the black caulk? Thanks. That is one of the funniest words in the fucking human dictionary. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I, I every time I try to say caulking on TikTok, I'm always in trouble with TikTok. <laughs> Always you just, get this like like little look in your eye, like you want to wink, but you're trying not to. Yeah, I see it every time. Every time. <laughs> Everyone, sometimes people will say in my comment sections on TikTok, they'll be like, uh, Mercury, I'm surprised you weren't laughing. And I'm like, no, you, this was a good take. <laughs> you you should have seen you should have seen the, the, uh, the, the 67 takes take. I took to get that one right. Uh, there was that one video where I had that big cocking gun. Yeah. And then I, I like I had to snip the tip. And then, then slide the rod inside the tip All of the, the cock. I, and I just had to like rub the tip inside of the cock to open up the hole a little larger. And then you got to make sure you put it on a nice <laughs> angle into the slot and then press it nice and tight against the slot. And then squeeze the tube of the cock to try to make sure you can get it nice and into it. And every fucking time <laughs> that I said it, I would be like giggling so hard. <laughs> Doing it and being like, this is not, no one's going to see this video. This is going to get so suppressed on TikTok. They're, I'm going to get banned from TikTok because I'm trying to help people with sealant. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, let's go over this and some tips and tricks here. Okay, first and foremost, um, I want to make sure we're using the right caulking for this. We Mold-resistant, bathroom-friendly, silicone caulking is what we're talking about, right? We want to make sure... That we're um, doing caulking that's going to be um, good in the the bathroom. Okay, um, I think that that is probably what they're doing, mm. um, and I I don't want to assume that the people are using the wrong caulking, especially because other people have done it. It'd be kind of weird if they're all using the wrong kind. Um, but mold can grow on it. Um, I would say there could be several things happening, right? How fast is this happening? Like, is this happening within mm-hmm. a couple of days? Uh, does it happen after a shower? I would say the tips and tricks we just gave about, you know, idea humidifier in your bathroom might be what we want to talk about. Like, why is it still growing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we can limit the reasons why it's growing in the habitat that it's living in, maybe that's the route. Um it, it, if there's tile in the bathroom and there's fiberglass everywhere, it's those are not going to mold is not going to be on those. Like those are porous, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be able to have mold on that. But you're not wrong that mold can be behind the wall, and then when you're inserting the caulking right there, it could you know mm-hmm. grab onto it and go through. But typically, if we're talking mold resistant. Right, mold resistant caulking that is brand new, it should take a bit for that to happen. If it's going black right away, I would really I don't know. I, I, I'm concerned of what's happening with that scenario. I feel like is it being applied in a way that mm-hmm. could be leading like is it is it not doing a proper seal? Right? If you don't get all of the old caulking out, right? If you do not get all the old caulking mm-hmm. out 
If it's not dry before you put it in, maybe, you know, but if you're doing a proper seal that it shouldn't be turning black as it is. I don't know. Do you have any input here? Do you think it would be that it's an issue with moisture behind the tile? I mean, it 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 could be, but it's also not drywall. Hopefully, behind it, behind mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't use drywall behind tile. You know, in a bathroom, you definitely shouldn't be. You're right. using a different type of uh, material that's supposed to prevent that too. But if it is drywall behind it, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could totally be it. But, I mean, if they're saying it's not, um, they're probably saying it that way because they don't want to have to deal with the fact that they're going to have to rip out the tile. Oh, yeah. You know, the only way you're going to fix that is replace the, the stuff behind it. And I don't know. And they're looking at it. So from their point of view, they're looking at this like, okay, it's just black caulking. What's big whoop? That's how right. they're referring to it. And your concern is valid, but their feeling towards it is much less, mm-hmm. you know, of a concern. They're they're probably annoyed that they keep getting called about this and that it's an issue. So my hot take would be like, I, I think we keep replacing the cocking and I think you might want to think about moving out. Mm. Um, because if they're not willing to do the work there, I, 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 I don't think... I just recently um, watched another content creator who I really admire. His name is Honest Carpenter. And he's on YouTube. He's a great uh, a great resource. It's where I get a lot of my information from sometimes when I want to double check stuff mm-hmm. as I watch uh, Honest Carpenter. And he did a whole video on black mold and molding and why um, it's not as much of a concern as we think it is. But the... The, the catch was, it is if you have any allergies, oh, if yeah. you have, like, any type of um, immune immune system issues, mm-hmm. then mold is a huge issue. And I would agree, as someone who's been, like, I've seen people have pretty bad effects from it. You know, um, I've had friends over the years who have who are immune compromised, mm-hmm. have some pretty severe issues with mold and having mold in the air. So my, my thought process is always try to seal it off. But if we're having the same problem over and over again with the cocking, I don't know the solution off the top of my head unless Maggie magically Googles something and <laughs> something comes to Maggie's mind. And now Maggie grabs the phone and Maggie's frantically typing to try to figure it out. And Mercury is stalling for time. Speaking of stalling for time, did you know that my last burlesque performance is next Friday? Oh my God. I got into burlesque about 15 years ago, 800 performances later, uh, and I'm here, still getting naked for strangers. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, But after all this time, I'm hanging up my G-string, and that is nerve-wracking, and Mm -hmm. we're we're seeing how that's going to go. Maggie has an answer. Um, So, I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes up is that there's something wrong with the installation. Either it wasn't... You know, yeah. uh, installed correctly. There, the tiles installed are misaligned. Like, There's like you're saying that um, the caulking wasn't installed correctly. No, the the tile and the, the, tile, the insulation. Okay, like, basically something was not done. It's saying poor grout, misaligned tiles, improper insulation can cause moisture to become trapped within the walls. So I think she's right that there's something else going on back there. Well, then my thought process would be, if we all all agree that that is the notion, right, then we let's find the entrance point. Like mm-hmm. what? What is it that's getting trappy? Is it is it growing more? Is it getting worse? You know, um, is there ways that we can seal it off? You know, instead of doing caulking, is it possible to put something else that's going to work there? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, PVC cord around it could be a better option. Do you know what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I say PVC cord around? Uh, it's it's plastic cord around, you know. Cord Usually, is a baseboard. Yeah, it's great for baseboard. But if there, if we're talking like if this, we don't know exactly where it is in the shower too. Like it could mm-hmm. be above the bathtub into the tiles, and that's the case. Probably not going to work. Okay, but if it's on the floor, if you have caulking that's like to the bathtub, mm-hmm. put PVC cord around right there. That'll that'll get some of that problem done. Um, and then see if there's other routes that we can go. You can also get plastic caulking 
uh, caulking that is like PVC based. Mm -hmm. That is, um, they can be like taken off and put into the spot. They make those kind that they have a sticky backs Mm -hmm. and you can peel it off and just put it in there. And it looks pretty decent. Uh, So you could try that instead of this route and just see what happens if that helps to prevent it. But as far as the problem you're having behind the wall, there's a harder sell. You're probably not going to get your landlord to do that. There are some mold-like organizations in the United States that Mm -hmm. if you can prove it in your city and in your county, they might be forced to. But I'm not reversed. I'm not like rehearsed enough in that to be able to tell you much more than that. I'm wondering, like, because you know, sometimes you can get somebody in there to give like a free, you know, um, estimate of what's going on. Like, would you recommend bringing in like a third party to look at it and see? Yeah, but almost always you're going to have to pay for it. You can, Mm. you can say a free estimate, but like, uh, not, it all depends where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of places are busy as hell mm. um and it can be difficult you can get mold re- te- test kits from mm. places i haven't used a mold test kit so i don't know how effective they are but you can get them and then send it into a lab and they will tell you or not so maybe if there's an opening in the wall mm-hmm. you know and you can put that little tester in there and scrape the wall a little see bit. if there's mold behind that might be yeah. the way to go it, uh, it, worth a try you know, uh, but they're usually like between twenty five and thirty five bucks per test. Mm. So yeah, it sounds like I mean, if you really want to force the landlord's hand, you're gonna have to prove that there's something back there. Yeah, but even that, even that, there's laws that are protecting landlords a lot yeah. from that stuff. To like, it's very vague. You know, you might be in a legal system trying to fight that, and that's always a problem with landlords. That's always the problem with landlords because like, what is right? And how long and how much resource and money do you have to, in order to fight what is right? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so frustrating because landlords, there's no real supervisor yeah. above the landlord. You can say it's, you know, the city council and you can say it's city planners and you can say the law. But like, let's be honest. It always I mean, airs the on the cards side of are, the landlord. The cards are always stacked against the tenants. Yeah. You know, so so keep that in mind when we're dealing with this problem and. Hopefully we can find you a better solution than that down the road. But yeah, okay. I think we answered that pretty damn good. Yeah, I kind of want to follow up on that. <laughs> yeah, I want to follow. I always like follow ups. I like them a lot. If so. your question has been aired on the podcast, please send us a follow up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This has been a really fun episode. Um, I'm really excited that we answer so many moldy mold questions. I know. I just saw one right after the other. I was like, we got to do it. Yeah. If you have any questions for the Handy Ma'am Hotline, you can call us at six zero eight two zero five eight seven six eight. And please make sure you leave a voice message. You can also send in your emails um, and your um, text messages to us as well to the same number. That happens to be 608-205-8768. And I think we um, have kind of decided on a winner for the workshop, our studio name. Um, And it's a partial winner because... Um, we have picked one for, um, my office, mm, right? Mm-hmm. The office is going to be the, uh, the, the, the Mayhem cave, which I think is fucking hilarious <laughs> and I love it. So my, my personal office like is the Mayhem cave. Um, and I think we're going to, to end up calling this the Mercury station. Oh, right. I, like it. I think that's what we're going to go with. Uh, I'm 90% sure the same, uh, is two different people. So yeah. we'll make sure that we get that information out and that we give those people some. I will um, track you down. Yeah, we will give them a hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to the our merchandise shop or something. Yeah, whatever we told them originally. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone who sent in suggestions. Um, and we are just here at Mercury Station uh, doing the podcast. Hey, that sounded good. I like it. it yeah, made, it made me sound happy. Yeah, I like it. Segway, 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 segway. Mercury, your birthday is today. Yes. And you are turning 35. Tell me, what is something in your life right now that you um, never expected? Wait, what? (laughs) Like, Like when you thought of yourself growing up and you're like, one day I'm going to be 35. You know, tell me about how your life is different than you expected it to be. 
Is this a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like confused by the question. I, my, I'm called the. Tr- I'm bad at asking questions. I, Don't make me do this. This is weird because <laughs> Maggie. First of all, I'm a trans woman who is famous on the internet for drywall repair, plumbing. And electrical. <laughs> and I make my living by just answering <laughs> questions for free on the internet every day. And I run a company now that has its own little studio. And what? <laughs> so basically and, everything. About yeah, your like life? what? In the, I also am <laughs> polyamorous, have two amazing partners, uh, and I run a weekly burlesque show. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, Maggie, what isn't weird and wild and unexpected, you know? That's great, though. That's a good answer. <laughs> is, that, is that what you were looking for? <laughs> <laughs> just me? Well, I just feel like, you know, you're like on the other side of the 30s now, right? You're like on the other oh. half of the 30s. And people often have expectations for themselves in this season of their life. Yeah. Um, so how how does it feel to to be to have here? made it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to get a little dark if you ask me that question now. Because when you're a queer person in America yeah. and you're a neurodivergent queer person who was, you know, a recovering alcoholic, you're not really thinking about 35. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not really thinking you're going to make it that far. Mm-hmm. You know? Again, a really weird question to ask me, Maggie. <laughs> you know? Here I, I am. apologize to I'm everybody like, listening. Here I am. Let's ask me questions, you know, that are about my origin story. And then Maggie comes in real hot with like, <laughs> Fucking truth bombs and shit <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, I never thought I would make it to 35. I didn't have mm-hmm. a 35 and beyond plan, you know. It was just mm-hmm. about making it by every single day, you know. Yeah. And trying to make sure that um, I could pay rent and, you know, put food on the table and take care of all my cats, you know. <laughs> that was always the plan. Um, how do I feel now being where we are? I, I feel good, but I'm anxious as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really stressful. Um, you got any more um, questions to ask me? <laughs> I'm kind of bring, nervous now. <laughs> that can bring down the energy and make people sad? <laughs> hey, Mercury, has anyone in your what, family what died is, in the last five years? <laughs> what is your favorite memory as an adult? My favorite memory as an adult? Uh, getting yeah. married with ZZ. Mm. Um, ZZ and I got married on December 2nd, uh, no, de- December 22nd of 2018. We got married at a gay bar here in Tropical Mass in Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, ZZ and I got married at Five Nightclub. And when we were, we were running late for our own wedding. And <laughs> ZZ and I were singing um, yeah, a song about it. Like, you know... Um, it was just a stupid, silly song. We were we were listening to the Muppets musical. There's a Muppet song from mm-hmm. Muppets Take Manhattan when they get married and everything. Uh, and we were singing a version of that about us being late for our own wedding. Aww. And it was quite funny. But we got there. It was just ZZ's mom, uh, a few of our friends, and the owner of the bar. Mm-hmm. And we're on the stage and to get married. And it was just a very small wedding. And... Right behind us was Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. <laughs> so because Zizi is Jewish, we're like, we got to get that fucking off the stage. So <laughs> we moved that, and then we got married. Uh, and then once we, the ceremony is done, the owner of the bar comes around the corner, and he has tears in his eyes. Mm. He looks so emotional. But it turns out that he was cleaning the bathroom, and he got bleach in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out while he was cleaning the bathroom and he had bleach in his eye watching us and he's like, Oh God, my it's eye so hurts. Beautiful. Yeah, no, here we think he was getting emotional because two queers got married on the fucking bar. Uh nope, he just got bleach in his eye. Uh and then we we had we had uh dinner and that was it. But that was I don't know, one of my favorite memories of all time was with ZZ Aww, uh on that sweet. stage and, and getting married. Um, also, um, when we went to, uh, Orlando, Florida and went to Fright Night at the Universal Studios mm. for a honeymoon. Fun. ZZ, uh, ZZ wanted to go to Fright Night, um, at Orlando Studios and we went to all of the haunted houses there. Uh, nice. and it was super fun. It was like five or six we went to and we learned a few things. 
one thing we learned when we were there is that I'm terrified. Um, <laughs> I am very not good at haunted houses. Mm. I am. I do not. I, I get freaked out. Uh, not great in those scenarios. And ZZ loves it. ZZ laughed <laughs> through half of them. And <laughs> there was a Universal Studios monster one. So all the classic monsters. Mm-hmm. And ZZ thought, this will be a good one for you, Mercury, because, you know, you're uh, a wimp. So let's walk through this. And it, it should be all classic monsters. You should be fine with, you know, vampires and zombies and mm-hmm. stuff. And honestly, I was pretty good. I was having a good time. But then the creature of a black lagoon comes out. <laughs> and he is just decked out. This guy is looking like pretty badass. This was a hella cool suit he mm-hmm. was wearing. And ZZ sees him and says, Oh, a little fish boy, right to the guy's face and laughed at his <laughs> face. And then I said to the creature of the Black Lagoon, I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. And the shrug of this grown human inside of this stupid fish boy costume. Just seeing the shoulders drop, you know, like just completely defeated. Because this this this, this tiny human is just like, oh, fish boy. Jeez, made me, makes me laugh all the time. But they had some really cool stuff there. Um, we stayed at a hotel for a, a week there in Orlando and I remember thinking um Orlando is really weird because it's like a lot of people who live there are really conservative mm-hmm. but Orlando itself is really liberal yeah. so you get a lot of like liberal vibes to it but then you get like when we were in the Uber uh, there's a really weird instance that happened with the Uber driver who like stared me head up and down and like did that like weird thing that mm-hmm. some people do when they're trying to like figure out what I am, you know? Uh and you can tell you can get they get shifty and they get weird and they get like they they'll like stare at you through the mirror. Uh and that can be a little bit uncomfortable, but you almost get used to it when you're trans. You're just like, eh, hey, whatever. <laughs> you know, what is what is a microaggression I'm gonna experience today? <laughs> That's a great memory. Yeah, it was a good memory. You got any more questions, Maggie? Um, you're you're two for one now. <laughs> oh, two! I have redeemed myself. Oh a little no, you're bit. one for two. Oh. You're, you're one for three, really. Um, well, let me think of a really awful question. Um, <laughs> I could have just went into my spiel about how I became the trans handyman. That's where I thought we were going to go with this. I know. <laughs> I thought we were going to go and be about how did I get started on. The trans handyman, but it's turned into. We don't have another hour. Yeah, yeah. It it turned into, um, you know, a question about life and death. Um, (laughs) It turned into a question about my alcoholism, and then it turned into a question about me and my honeymoon. (laughs) Um, what? Uh, And I know we said we were talking about your past, but I'm just gonna say fuck it, and we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you a question about the future. Um, what would you like? To see yourself, you know, doing five, ten years from now. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I we have a plan, right? We have mm-hmm. this plan of like tentatively like growing the brand and doing more of this and having employees and hiring a lot of queer and trans people and mm-hmm. helping more people and having multiple books that can help more people and those kind of things. But it's always so hard because like. We're shifting what we're doing all the time. Yeah. We're like constantly changing and adjusting what we're doing as a business and how we bring money in and how we do these things. And it's just really hard. Maggie knows this. Maggie brings in the money. Uh, Maggie's the one who deals with all the brands and the sponsorships and who deals with um, the speaking engagements. All I do is I just make videos. I mean, that's <laughs> all I do is I make videos and teach people stuff. And then all that stuff just comes and finds us. We're not really offensive. We're not like, we don't get, we're defensive. We get the things that come Mm -hmm. to us a lot. And I'm very thankful for that. But that's, honestly, the answer to that question is, I'm not really sure, but I hope I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I hope I still have my cats. Uh, At that point, Paulo will be in his, he will be 12 or 13 at that Mm. point. Uh, Nitro still young for a cat. Nitro will be nine or ten at that point. Uh, so he better be jumping <laughs> and, and being him still. 
Uh, and then, of course, ZZ and Chester. I, I want people in my life, you know. Yeah. Um, I care deeply about people. Um, and to me, relationships that I have with people and the critters in my life are more important than anything. Yeah. You know, I'm very um, defensive of that part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I share that openly about being polyamorous, um, about being a burlesque dancer, about being, you know, very radically queer. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, like, uh, I, I'm, I hold that the most sacred, yeah. you know? Like, those are the things that in my life that keep me grounded. People always say that I'm genuine, right? I don't know why you wouldn't you wouldn't be as someone who is like a plumber and a maintenance technician. Like we're pretty genuine people, you know. Mm-hmm. You you, you kind of are in this industry. We're fairly simple, you know. Like we like tools, we like things that are shiny. You know what I mean? <laughs> and shiny tools, yeah, and shiny tools. And <laughs> I, I think most people who get in this industry are people who generally are good at t- tinkering stuff. But maybe they had another thing in life, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I've never met a maintenance technician whose first job he wanted was a maintenance job, as a maintenance job, mm-hmm. right? His first job was in maintenance. You know, maybe he wanted to go to college, or maybe they wanted to, you know, be an athlete, or maybe they wanted to be, you know, something else, or maybe they just didn't have a, an idea of what they wanted to do. Maybe they they couldn't cut it as an engineer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then they become a maintenance technician, and that is kind of the path. That I have seen a lot of people take. In recent years, there's more and more people getting in the field who they wanted to be a maintenance technician since they were a kid. And I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because I think for a lot of us, we're really just like relaxed in this position where mm-hmm. life comes to us. And um, it, I just want to go home and relax. And I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. Whatever we do, Maggie, as a business, I hope sometime we can get to a point where I can go home and relax. Because right now I don't feel, (laughs) I feel like I'm full of anxiety and I always have bees. I'm always full Mm -hmm. of bees. You know, they're always buzzing and humming. um, And I'm always a little nervous about everything every day and where the money's going to come from and how we're going to keep this pirate shit afloat. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's another very difficult uh, question for me to answer. <laughs> well, you did a great job. Well, yeah, bonus points. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline, episode number six. Uh, I hope you were having a good day, um, and I hope you enjoyed my birthday episode full of mold and questions that hopefully didn't make you cry. Uh, <laughs> I hope you have a good day, everybody. And remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Bye bye. So grab your head